We, you see a lot of boobs. You see a lot of butts. You see some dong. But, I mean, you know, like Chelsea Lynn, she's like a bigger gal. And she's like six foot two. She's very open and proud of her body and showing her body. And, like, we, we really lean into that. And, like, that's part of it. But we also, I think we also do well at, hitting like we're we're as raunchy and non like PC as we can be with with still being very PC and respectful like you feel like you're watching this like crazy over-the-top comedy but if you really get down to it it's like there's nothing of there's you know it's like we're still being like a a a modern where it's a modern comedy take but you will see some nudity so if you're offended by that do not watch it (laughs) I'm absolutely not offended by that, so I will definitely be, be watching. Clayton, welcome, my friend. Welcome. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. A new platform. You know what? Because there isn't enough platforms that I'm sure you're already on. Yes, everyone, applause. Welcome my guest, Clayton Ferris. Um, please, yes, let's give him a warm round of applause. This is Paul Vato Presents. And my guest today is Clayton Ferris. And wiser words have never been spoken, Clayton. You're right. Another platform to be on. It's so funny because only recently have I ever like considered myself on that cusp where I'm like, feel like techn- technologically like stupid. I'm like, I don't like it's, it's past me now. I'm, I'm old. I don't know how to work these things. Well, I feel like you did brilliantly uh, because you're, this is your first day here on Fireside. So let me welcome you. And I hope that you like the experience because I feel like, yeah, you know, there's audience interaction where they can pop up kind of I like, dig it. You know, and they can uh, they can applaud, they can laugh, they can do things like that. And of course, if it gets to be too much, we can always silence it. But uh, so I'm a big fan of the platform. It's owned by Mark Cuban, started by uh, Fallon Fatemi, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. And it's just such a great platform, especially for creators, because it's recorded. Uh, and yeah. then I feel like I'm, I'm trying to sell you Amway. And then it's only for a small investment, Clayton. Well, no, I mean, I feel bad because I I wasn't dogging the platform. I was kind of dogging my own, like, you know, limitations. (laughs) I'm right there with you, buddy. I mean, I'm I'm older now and it's kind of like, oh, is this how my parents feel? But it could never be that because my mom is, you know, banging on stuff and doesn't know why it doesn't work. And I kind of wanted to do a show. Maybe I'll do it on this uh, where I talk her through tech. And I, I mean, it would just be so frustrating. So I, I don't I'm know. Like, maybe. How, that would be the most ever seen. <laughs> yes. And, and, and infuriating because yes. it's just like, all right, you're right. Yours is the only, you know, thing that doesn't work. You know, everybody else's app works just fine. It's just yours that doesn't work. So. Right. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate you being here and taking time from your busy day. Uh, so let's get to meet you. Uh, Clayton Ferris, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're originally from? And and then, you know, I always like to tie it in with improvisational comedy, which is my background. But I know that yeah. you also do, you know, serious work as well as comedic work. So, yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, that would be wonderful, my friend. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm an actor and writer and content creator that lives out here in Los Angeles. 
Um, I've been out here for like 12 years, but I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, where I grew up. But um, yeah, I mean, my I, I post a lot. Like I was on Vine back in the day. I had a large Vine following. So I've always been kind of in the content world as far as like posting on Vine and Instagram. And uh, that's where I post my content. I've done like, I did stand up back in the day. But then I'm also, you know, an actor that does like legit film and TV stuff, also theater. So I'm just like, oh, uh, I've been all over the place. I am always looking for my next job, but I've been lucky that I've been able to support myself as a creative for like the past 10 years. That's amazing. That's wonderful. How have you been able to support yourself as as a creator, as a creative? Do you mean as an actor or, or do you mean creating social media things and well, I mean, it's kind of like a combo of all those things. It's kind of like, you know, like any hustler or like <laughs> freelancer, you kind of like mash up a bunch of things to get, you know, to create like a, a year's worth of money to live on, I guess. But I mean, yeah, my, ma my main income comes from like commercial acting. I've done like over 25 national commercials. That's what I focused on when I first moved to L.A., um, and then, you know, I just kind of supplement that with like different TV jobs and I've started, you know, creating sponsored content for brands that I post online. And yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it's like, well, like all over the place writing. I write for stand up comedians. Sometimes I write other people's comedy. I write my own comedy. Like I just, I do it all, I guess. That's, that's wonderful. How does that work to, to work with another stand up comedian? Do you get to know them a little bit? And then you write stuff for them or do you just send them your stuff? Go like, hey, this is stuff that I think. So one of the main comedians that I work with is this gal named Chelsea Lynn, a.k.a. Trailer Trash Tammy. Um, yeah, so it's it's more just like she came to me kind of wanting to do stand up and we developed. I helped her develop her set based on my, you know, my experience in theater and experience as a stand up myself and just. Yeah, it's just kind of like back and forth, but she's so busy with her own things. Like I, she'll kind of like farm me out to write material for her. So I'll write sketches that a lot of times I'm in and then I'll just kind of produce them for her and shoot them for her. But she's actually a friend of mine and I've, I've known her and her character, Trailer Trash Tammy, for like, I mean, eight, eight years at this point. So it just it, it's something about it like speaks to me. And I just really understand like the point of view of that character. And we just kind of like, we just go with it. Wonderful. Uh, has she been on, on major television shows? Cause she looks so familiar. I mean, she's like a huge internet, like star, you know, uh, she had, she has like 5 million TikTok followers. She has, That's it. she yeah. had like a million over a million Instagram followers, but her account got deleted. Oh, because Instagram can be shady as shit, you know? But, um, yeah, so you probably recognize her there, but she she has a Netflix uh, show coming out here in a few weeks, and she does, she's she been selling out, like, theaters across the U.S. for the past year. Amazing, wonderful. And that's something that really speaks to us uh, as far as content creators, is that, you know, if Netflix doesn't come to you or uh, whomever, like, hey, l let me produce your show – you can do it on your own. I mean, we have the technology. We can put it up on YouTube and see, you know, the, this guy Stavros, uh, the, the Greek comedian, 
you know, that's, you know, he just put it up on YouTube it's, and he's getting, mil- you know, I don't know, over a million views or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we, so I have a show called Tammy Bangs, which is kind of like the office meets like Pornhub basically. Um, and we've just, we've just did it ourselves. We Chelsea using Chelsea's following. We, we just built this show. We have t- over 22 episodes of it. And I mean, we just, we, we actually put it on OnlyFans, but it also has its own website. So there's two different, like, there's two different ways you can access it. A lot of people are scared to like use OnlyFans because they don't want like, like their partner to know that they like have this OnlyFans account because they don't know who they're looking at or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, you just, we just make stuff and put it out. Like that's been my process ever since I was moved to LA. It's just like, make it, put it out, make it, put it out. And like, the the thing about content is that it's not always good. It's not always funny, but you get better the more you do it and the more you practice and the more, you know, like the more mistakes you make, you get better at it. And eventually people w- will respond to it. People always ask me, they're like, how do you, I was talking about this literally yesterday. It's like, how do you get more followers on like one of your platforms? And it's like, the only way to get more followers is to create content like you don't just get followers because people follow you unless you're like beyonce or unless you're famous you know like you have to create engaging content that people want to watch and you have to do that over and over and over again until people feel comfortable like you've earned their trust and then they hit that follow button like i know for me hitting follow is kind of like you know i don't you don't follow every person that you think's funny it's like you have to earn that and so to earn that, you just do it over and over again. I should be more like that because I'm a pretty easy follower. Like, yeah. you know, the second I, I see that you're creating something, I'm like, yeah, follow, like. Uh, but I wish it, it was uh, more also reverse. But, like, I can't now on Instagram because I follow too many people. So I've got to get rid of the, the – the, i got to cut out that dead weight so I can fo- actually follow people like you and follow you back for those that are here you definitely have to check out tammy bangs and you have a trailer and you have i think episode one maybe is is complimentary yeah if you go to tammybangs.com you can watch the first episode for free and that trailer is hilarious thank you yeah it's so funny what a great concept i love you know exactly as you described it the office meets Pornhub, and it's it's edgy it's funny it's hilarious. I, I, I'm guessing that there is no nudity, but maybe implied nudity. No, there's nudity. Oh, there is. Okay. There, so, so like you, like that's why partly it's on OnlyFans. Um, like you do see nudity in it, but it's it's all kind of like comedically done. It's always done for like comedic effect. Even though it's a it's about the porn industry, like you're not gonna see like actual porn. <laughs> you're not like it's it's like the show's like hard R. It's a it's rated R. But I yes, you will see both like male and female nudity. You might even see my ass if you if you check it out. That was my next question. You 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 read my mind. <laughs> Tastefully yeah. done, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, not really. Like one of my friends has described it as kind of like, he's like, it's very John Waters. Like it's not tastefully done. It's, I mean, it's, it's a comedy. It's a, it's a rot, raunchy rated R comedy. And like, yeah, it's not like high art by any means. <laughs> That's wonderful because, you know, it's, I, I feel like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but 
a throwback to almost like the Porky's movies, if you remember those of the eighties. Yes, for your time. Yeah, but you know that that uh, the eighties boobs and you know and yeah and raunchy comedy. We you see a lot of boobs, you see a lot of butts, you see some dong. But I mean, you know, like Chelsea Lynn is she's known for her. She's like a bigger gal, and she's like six foot two, and she you know she. It, she's very open and proud of her body and showing her body. And like, we, we really lean into that and like, that's part of it. But we also, I think we also do well at hitting, like we we were as raunchy and non like PC as we can be with, with still being very PC and respectful. Like you feel like you're watching this like crazy over the top comedy, but if you really get down to it, it's like, there's nothing of there's, you know, it's like, we're still being like a, a, a modern where it's a modern com- comedy take, but you will see some nudity. So if you're offended by that, do not watch it. <laughs> I'm absolutely not offended by that. So I will definitely be, be watching. And I love the way you set it up. You know, it's, I guess it's like drugs. You've given people a little taste. You're like, here, this is the first time it's me like with my cigars. The first time it's free after that, you got to pay. Yeah. What's that process like, or, or how does that firewall, almost technically speaking, how does that firewall work? Well, obviously, if, if they're on OnlyFans, there, there it is, which I think it's brilliant that you're using OnlyFans for that, which I believe was the initial intention of OnlyFans was for professionals and comedians and people to use, artists to use OnlyFans to monetize their content. And of course, it you know it kind of went to the way of, of uh, being sexual content, but... Right. I believe that th- that was the initial thing. I mean, it. that was, that was the initial thing. And that's still like only fans mission. Like they, they are still trying They're It's, it's kind of like a place for subscription based content for, for creators. It's just, they're the only platform that includes like sex work creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so obviously if, if they're on only fans, then, then that's how they can watch uh, the shows. And then through the website, Tammy bangs, dot com yeah uh, th- th- then what platform is it hosted on that it allows you to monetize it that way we so we built our own little website at tammybangs.com and we utilize the venmo or Vim, i'm sorry i get them confused it's vimeo like vimeo, vimeo it's vimeo like vimeo plus so sure. we hope we basically pay vimeo they host they host it for us and it just interacts very well with like the website and, and all that. So yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a whole subscription based model that they have as well. And that's just the one we ended up doing because it looks really great. And it's, it's, um, it looks really great. It's, it's easy. It's functional. They don't take like a lot of the, the profit or anything. It's like to have something that clean and like that, that runs that smoothly, you really want to go with like a a better you can't just build your own website because it's not going to handle the the content you know it's gonna it's gonna lag it's gonna there would be too many issues so yeah people we give them the first episode free and hopefully that like gets them to bite and kind of like any tv show it makes you want to watch more and like that's that's kind of been the experience what how much uh how much is it and do, do you sell it by the episode or do you go like no, so you got to buy season. You so you can go on and buy per episode, and I think each episode is like a dollar ninety nine, or you get you get the entire series, which right now is two seasons for um, nineteen ninety nine. 
So, it, but that's the other thing. It's like, it's not, you know, it's not cheap content. Like $20 is, is a big ask for people, but this is like a professionally produced, very funny, like we're very proud of it, uh, show. And we have, there's like fans. Now we have fans. Like I've been out in public and been recognized for like Tammy bangs, you know? And like, it's, it's kind of like so cool. Sure. Sure. But it's also, it's also on our end, it's kind of like, you know, we could try to take it through like a more traditional route or like something. And we, we want to do that with like our next thing we produce, but for this, we like to keep it kind of like, you know, like very, I don't know, like the the audience builds itself and it's a small loyal audience. And like, we kind of like that. Plus you can't, we can't upload it to YouTube. We would have to do a lot of like blurring. <laughs> right. No, no, no. It, it, I think it lives great on Vimeo. And yeah. I absolutely understand how that works as far as the, the, the architecture of Vimeo that allows you to stream flawlessly and it works. So why, why, why take it anywhere else? But I could see someone, you know, like Netflix or Hulu or maybe even just using that for your next project, like you're saying, but. It yeah. really is so well done. Thank you. And I mean, it's, you know, we, we have a season three that we're doing. So we still, it takes, based on all of our schedules, it takes a while to get it done and get it going. Sorry, the trash is going by. So it's going to be loud for a second. No worries. But um, yeah, I mean, we're committed to doing three seasons at least. And we'll see, like, we'll see what happens with it. Well, if you're still auditioning actors, just let me know. because Okay. It- such a fun project. Man. Are you comfortable wearing a speedo? I uh, yes, for you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. We will reach out. What, was that the audition? One that was your audition. I, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, or if you need cigars for your for your project, uh, Vato cigars. I'm in the cigar business. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, but, amazing. Yeah, I have my own brand. So that's so cool. So this is basically, I think, why I have this podcast is to try to get acting work and to sell cigars. So thank you for being a part of this. Well, I mean, I know that you're like a master improviser and like, uh, actually we do have, we, we, I will reach out because that we have a series. We have this one portion of our show called the nut bus. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if you think about like, uh, you know, when you watch porn and they like, it's like they go pick up someone from like the street, like a random person. We do a take on it. Yeah, we do it. We do a take like that where you never end up. And I, I hate talking about this show because people get confused. Like we're making porn. We are not. It is not porno. It is. It's like The Office. It's the behind the scenes comedy of what's happening. Like there's no. It's not what. It's not what you think. I would be happy to show that. Like my parents watch the show and think it's funny. But, but your parents were in, in porn, correct? No, yeah, my parents were. My dad is actually Ron Jeremy. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding, folks. No, if, if um, trust me, if if uh, I think our audience, uh, well, most of them are smart enough that if when they watch it, they, they realize exactly what it is. I mean, f- within the first couple seconds, you're laughing al- already. It's just so brilliantly done, and I love Amazing. that documentary style, The Office. You know things. Yeah. Things like I think it's just uh, so well done. Spinal Tap, you know, going back to Spinal Tap. Yeah. And uh, if I were to work on this, this would be the second project almost like that. Uh, I mean, th- th- this other one was a movie that Will Sasso uh, wrote. If you know, if you remember Will Sasso from Matt, of course. TV. Yeah. And, uh, so he he put me in his movie called. It was initially it ended up being called For Christ's Sake, 
Uh, and I just played a sound guy, like on a porn set. But initially, it was fucking for Jesus, or fucking, yeah, fucking for Jesus, where he uses his brother's, his brother is a priest, a Catholic priest, and Will goes to him to borrow money. He tells him that he's sick, and he goes to borrow money in order to finish making his his porno. Yeah. Uh, this is t- 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know. I but, love it. I'm sure someone ha- recommended they change the name, right? <laughs> they absolutely did. They're like, yeah, we're not calling it fucking for, for Jesus. If you want so- anyone to see this. <laughs> if you want any, if you want this to stand any chance. Right. Exactly. exactly. But no, I, I think not to keep harping on it, but I think you guys have something really, really great over there. And I'd, I'd love to, you know, be able to watch the rest of the episodes uh, just to, I'm already invested just with the trailer. Great. Uh, Message. I'll definitely I'm like I'll send you a link so you don't have to pay. <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> folks, but you guys do have to pay, so please check out TammyBangs.com and and uh, and support, help support. You know, I, I'd also be willing to to support because that's what we need. You know, as individual artists, how are you involved in it? I mean, are you? I know you're an actor in it, but also writer, producer. Yeah, I mean, I'm like technically the sh- I, I call myself the showrunner because I that's like essentially what I what I do. I, I write the whole series. Um, I am one of the like I'm, I'm not the main I'm, I'm kind of like a second character, you know, a secondary character in it because I also direct and I mean, I, I do pretty much everything. It's like a, it's been a the biggest lesson I've ever learned in how to make movies and how to make TV. It's been like that part of it's been invaluable. And I mean, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm the, I'm a writer, actor, creator, all that in it. Wow. Wonderful. Brilliant. Uh, And what a, what a lesson I would imagine. I mean, just honestly, I mean, it's like, if, if there's any like actors or people, you know, like there's listening it's the the way to learn how to do this shit is just make it. Just start doing it, you know? And then sometimes it's kind of funny having done that when I'm on like a normal television set now because I'm so involved in the process on Tammy Bangs or some of my own content I make. I have to like bite my tongue whenever I'm do- working on scenes because as you probably know, when you're on a TV show, they don't, they're not very open to ideas or, you know, fresh takes on things or line changes unless you're like the star of the show. So a lot of times I have to just remember to zip it. No, know your place. And, and you know what? I think I noticed that you, you were on a soap opera as well. Did you do, have you done I, a soap opera? I have done a soap opera. I was on days of our lives. <laughs> I had a small recurring role in days of our lives, which was also like a lesson, uh, a crazy like experience to be on a soap like that. Yeah. I did uh, Bold and the Beautiful. I was on for a couple months. And, and nice. I, I learned, because uh, I'm both, bold and beautiful. Yes, you are. Thank you. Because, <laughs> uh, and I learned exactly what you said, kind of like, and it was, uh, you know, you're worried about continuity usually. Uh, and I, we were doing the scene, and when I left the night before, the trash can was on one side. When I came back, the trash can was on the other side. And I go, hey, you know, I don't mean to be out of place here, but just so you know, that trash can was over there, you know, when we finished filming last night and the guy kind of goes, he, the, the, the art director or whomever, he goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, it's a soap opera. He goes, no one cares. He goes, <laughs> and he was very nice. He was, you know, and I was like, I go, I got you and it won't happen again. You know, yeah. like, ah, I gave us, he goes, we don't really have time. Cause I think at the time we were shooting two 30 minute episodes back to back in a day. He goes, we don't really have time to, he goes, but thank you. 
That was oh like, yeah, there's okay. no time. There's no time for continuity there. There's That's no time for, sure. for continuity. He goes, no one's, no one cares, no one's watching. But they'll forget <laughs> by the next day too. And I was like, okay, makes perfect sense. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, but you're right. You, you sometimes you sit there, and I think this is important for people to hear. And you're like, oh, you know, I've got a great. I mean, I saw a guy get fired off of uh, Cedric the Entertainer presents. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was it ended up being Dr. Ken's first role on television, I believe, at least in comedy. Um, th- th- there was an Asian guy on the show and he wasn't doing he was suggesting changes, things like that. I'm like, I was just like, man, just do your lines, bro. Sure enough, that, <laughs> Friday, that Friday when we taped live, he was gone. We're like, where's what happened to what's his name? They're like, he's gone. Dr. Ken showed up. Oh, and, no, that's so cool. And I believe I can I swear that he, he was like, yeah, I've never done TV before. Uh, that was his first thing. And then like a year later, you see him on The Hangover. Uh, but I feel like and I, I helped him. I was like, I'll tell you what they don't want. You know, they, they don't want like this hip hop Asian guy that the other guy was playing. I'm like, right. other than that, I don't know what they want, but don't do that. You know, and, and uh, so, yeah, it's it, you know, if it's not your show, don't say anything. Yeah. Well, I was on that show 911 recently, which is like uh, a Fox show, you know, mm-hmm. and just randomly I happened to know the director and like that doesn't happen all the time where I felt I felt kind of like, oh, interesting. I actually know like the director of this. I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm part of like the show. I'm part of the world. I'm part of Hollywood for a day. And that comfort level with him made me kind of like we he was actually open to kind of talking about some ideas but the writer was kind of like, like whenever we brought it up to him, to the writer, she was kind of like, no, because a lot goes into it. A lot's planned. It's like, I get it. They don't need some day player coming in and being like, what if I have fangs? (laughs) (laughs) What if, what if we, what if I just improvise? So I have more lines. What if, yeah. What if we like take my character on like a whole arc? They're like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> You're like, all right, I was just trying to get more more work. That's yeah, all. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. So maybe let's touch a little bit on growing up in Texas. You're from, uh, do you say Dallas? Yeah, I'm from Dallas. Wonderful. Well, uh, were you in theater as you were growing up or comedy or were your parents somehow involved? And how supportive have they been throughout your career? I mean, yeah, I started in just kind of like, you know, the, the traditional way. Like I started doing like church plays when I was, oh shit. Sorry. I'd hit the camera there. No. I start like, I started like doing like church plays and that sort of thing and choir when I was like really young. And then that just kind of like kept going. I start you know, I started doing all the, the school plays in elementary school. I remember I was doing like, there was like a Shakespeare team that came and like worked with the when I was in like sixth grade and they like worked with us. And I remember interestingly enough, since you're such an improv guy, I, I kind of went, we were doing like uh midsummer night's dream. And like, we, I went up on like a line when I was doing Shakespeare and this was in sixth grade. And I just started like improvising in kind of for, in like a Shakespeare, not like in Shakespeare verse, but just like within the moment in the play, I was improvising. The audience loved it. And it was funny. And I, I just kind of like getting that that rush of like being in the moment and improvising and having like an immediate reaction like that just kind of like hooked me 
from that moment, that's when my obsession with validation that's very unhealthy started <laughs> and continues to this day. Sure. Wonderful. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just continuing to do that. And then when I, I, I went to school for theater at like this a school that did not focus on theater, but I, I just couldn't give it up. I started working in Dallas at like a hotel and I was like on track to be like a hotel manager and I could not stop acting and I got laid off back in like, you remember the, the recession in like 20, 2008. And then that was like such a blessing because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to move and pursue this like quiet dream I've always had of working in the industry. And, and like, that's what I did. Is that when you moved to Los Angeles? Yeah, like right around a little bit after that, after getting mm-hmm. like laid off. Yeah, I, I moved out here to work for in the film festival world because I had I had met some people that worked at a film festival out here. And so I moved out here to work at Outfest, actually. So I worked at Outfest one summer, then AFI, then LAFF. And that kind of was like a crash course in like the business. And I met a lot of people and I started learning about independent film and it just, yeah, it's just all, it's all been a snowball to this moment here where I'm sitting in my studio apartment talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, what a road. And um, did you get representation right away or how did that work or have you? So that's one thing that I did interesting. I Not interesting, but like when I moved out here, all I really knew was like the theater world from Dallas, you know, like I had, that's how I met people that was like, what I did for my creative fulfillment and also how I met a lot of friends. So when I moved out here, I didn't listen to people that, cause everyone in LA will be like, theater sucks out here. Don't focus on theater. And I just like did the opposite. I went and saw a play kind of like literally like a week into moving. And I talked to the producer and she's like, we're doing auditions for something coming up. And I just auditioned and started doing, I, I did ragtime. The musical was the first thing I did out here. Um, and it was at a small theater, you know, the Hudson theater and on like Santa Monica, like it was, it was there. And then the second show they were doing was West side story. And I auditioned for that and I got cast as action. And oddly enough, the guy that was playing riff or like the main jet was like, Hey, I'm moving to New York. You seem like a cool guy. Um, I know that you just moved here. Let me introduce you to my agent. So like, he, it was just, it, it was something that very luckily happened for me, but I would, I was showing the initiative and the drive having like done this, you know, done the show. So anyways, I signed with this, this agent called Jana Luker, who's still around. And I, I booked one of my first like commercial auditions. And then once I got that job, I moved to, um, to lemon lime agency, which was like a, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they, they represent kind of like interesting, weird types of people. Um, so like I was with them for a little bit and then I, I booked a huge McDonald's campaign and then I went to Abrams or now a three, but like, they're like a top, you know, like a top 10 agency and yeah. Wonderful. Focusing on commercials for me was like a big, was a smart thing to do because I was able to make money while I was as an actor. And I I feel like a lot of actors are like, I don't want to do commercials. I only want to do like film or whatever. And it's like, it's like, it's just, it's such a long, hard road that you, you have to, you have to feel like you're part of the business somehow to maintain what it takes to like, to keep going. 
So for me, the commercial world was like a way to do that. I was able to join SAG. I got insurance, like all those things. Wonderful. And that's it. You absolutely take take what work you can get. It's not like, oh, no, no, I'm only a film actor or TV actor. It's like, yeah. You know. I mean, like, I, I never did. There's nothing wrong with doing, like, extra work or anything like that. Like, I did... I did extra work on Grey's Anatomy. Like that was one of the first things I did. And I did realize in that moment, I was like, I do not, I will not, this does not make me feel good because I'm like, I want to be doing what they're doing. So I, I kind of vowed not to continue doing that. And like, so, but I, I think it is like you do it. It's not take what you can get, but it's like, look as ev- look at every opportunity as a, a chance for you to do something interesting. That's wonderful. But now, and correct me if I'm wrong, did you end up working on Grey's Anatomy? Was yeah, you- I, w- I ended up years later, like having like a role on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, so that was that was cool. Congratulations. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, do you enjoy more? I think I know the answer, but more comedic or more the dramatic roles or for you is it acting is acting and, and e- either one? I mean, to be honest, like even though I am a comedian and like my my internet content suggests I'm a comedian. I, more of my TV credits are on dramatic shows. Um, so like a lot of the Ryan Murphy, I've been on four Ryan Murphy shows. So like, those are kind of, you know, campy and over the top, but they're still like dramatic. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's like, I like the melding of both worlds. Really. I like when I can play dramatic, a dramatic character in dramatic situations, but like, bring the comedy and bring the humor to it. Like that's my favorite kind of like melding of both worlds. I've never done like a, a sitcom or anything like that. I've just never have. I've auditioned for them. It just hasn't, hasn't happened. So I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I like doing both though. Wonderful. Well, and I love improvising. I love when I get to improvise on things and just kind of like go nuts of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that as well. That's my forte. Yes. Uh, I love, you know, instead of having to memorize something, let's just improvise it and make it really funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, maybe, I don't know about you. I, I suck at memorizing stuff. It's like, it's like, it's the worst. I'm I'll bad at it. I'll, I'll, I'll connect you with my friend, Aaron, A-E-R, uh, Aaron, um, uh, McIntyre, McIntosh, okay. McIntyre who is uh, in one, and your first one will be free, um, lesson, he had me memorizing stuff that I was like, wait, what? How did that just happen? Really? I have him on as a guest as well. But uh, Aaron McIntyre, uh, brilliant. If, if you don't mind, I'll connect you with him. Because, Go for it. Uh, I think, you know, coming from an improv background and things like that, but he really gets you into the character and then you almost know exactly what the character is going to, what the next line is going to be. I don't that's know how cool. he does it, but he I did. I love that. Con- yeah, that sounds fun. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Greetings, my Vatos Locos, and welcome to another episode of Paul Vato Presents. I want to sincerely thank you for tuning in. People have been asking what they can do to help support our program. And well, the easiest way is to just head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a like give us a follow, maybe leave us a review. Also, maybe head on over to Spotify and do the same thing. We're on all the podcasting platforms, so give us a like, give us a follow, share it with your friends. You can also head on over to paulvato.com, and from there, you can follow us across all social media. There's also a link to our Patreon. So for $3, less than a cup of coffee a month, 
you can help support our program and it would be really appreciated. So thank you for your time. And now back to Paul Votto Presents with our very special guest. Thank you. Well, I love that, uh, you know, you're almost creating your own sitcom. So even if you're not on somebody else's, you're creating your own work and that's and that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's true. It's like for anyone listening, just like, Make, follow your like passion and heart when it comes to creating content. That's how you get people to pay attention to, to it, you know? And, and I love what, what you said earlier at the top of the show, which, which was, you know, it's, we have to create this and put it out there because you can't just open an account and go, oh, well, where are my followers? Yeah. We have to give them a reason to follow us, creating content uh, and consistency and, yes. and posting and all that. And and the rest will will come. I mean, I've just been organically growing mine across you know Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. In one year, on TikTok and Instagram, I've had more views than in fifteen some years on YouTube. So it just depends which platform works for you. But you know, I abandoned YouTube for ten years. Yeah. We were there at the beginning when we were doing Channel One Hundred One back in Hollywood. And I remember Channel One Hundred One. I was a big part of that, you know. So really, yes, yeah. So do you remember Mike Rose and Drew? Like you know Mike Rose and Drew Drogi? Uh Planet Unicorn. Planet Unicorn. So interesting story. Planet Unicorn was one of my favorite things before I moved to LA. I was obsessed with it, and then when I moved here, like two of the first people I met were Mike and Drew, and I was like. I was like, oh my God, I'm like a huge fan of the show you guys make. I did it like, is this how LA works? Like you just like meet your like idols and they're, you know, they weren't like huge celebrities, but they were making cool, cool shit that I was like really into. So it was, it was fun to get to work with them early on. And I did a channel 101 show with them called Fagney and Gacy. I love, yeah, of course. I don't know if I can say it, but yeah. I was in that show and it's like still one of the funniest things they're so funny. Maybe that's why you look familiar because, uh, Maybe. yeah, no, uh, uh, Mike Rose and my ex-wife used to do uh, Drag Addiction, which is a podcast covering RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, amazing. And so she and Mike and Drew, uh, you know, best of friends. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So, so Channel 101. I know that Drew also did Chloe. How do you? Yeah. Chloe so Sevigny. 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 Yes. I can never pronounce her name. Yeah, uh, but just all brilliant people that I think you know really excelled there at Channel One Hundred One. But that's great. I was in classroom with Mike. I think Mike Rose and and uh, Tyler Spears. And, okay. And um, uh, uh, Justin Roiland. So. Amazing. I mean, it's like it, it's kind of like so cool to have. And I wasn't a big part of that. I was just kind of. I had just moved here when that was happening, but it was such. It was like being part of channel 101 which was like this this it was a weekly was it weekly like a weekly competition i was trying to figure out that in my one of my last interviews i think it was must have been monthly no because monthly so it was like a monthly competition where people would make their own content and it's just like that sounds like kind of normal for now because everyone makes content but back in the day it was like very unique for for creators to really to make their own stuff and like do web series, like web series were kind of just starting. So it was, it was cool to see that happening and be a part of it. Well, it motivated me and my ex to do something. And Shelly Pack, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we work with Shelly as well. Uh, I got, I think I got them on, on a discovery channel when they started their new planet green, because uh, we created a show called the uh, keep it green 
and it was Shelly and Sarah. They were the hosts. Yep. And then um, uh, when when uh, Discovery Channel started Planet Green, they were the first hires for a show called The G Word, uh, and they were the Keep It Green Girls. And oh, then cool. Sarah and I were doing a, a show called The House Sitter, where she mm-hmm. would house sit for you, but only if you were famous. But even back then, we were able to talk uh, Dave Faustino, who was Bud Bundy, into doing it, Wendy McClendon-Covey, right. you know, 911, and now she's you know, huge on uh, Goldbergs and yes, yes. from Matt TV, who's now on Fear of the Walking Dead, and Drew Drogi. Drew right. Drogi did an episode of The House Sitter with us. Amazing. So just, and I, I wish we would have never let that go, but it was like, we didn't know how to monetize on YouTube. And then I moved to, Sarah and I moved to Vegas. So we ended up starting this cigar company. And and I wish, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, we should, why did we ever leave Hollywood? We should have just stayed there and continued. It's, it's still, you know, like, look, it. I think about leaving LA every day. <laughs> as much as I love it here and like, as, as I've been lucky to be able to do a lot of things, it's like, you know, it's tough. It's a tough business, as we all know. Would but, you move back to Texas? Because a lot of creatives seem to be moving to I Texas. mean, yeah, it's a, that's, a tough, that's a tough one. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like LA, LA just for a, as a city, weather-wise, like the, the ocean, all that stuff is like such a, something I really love about it. And at this point, I'm so deep in the entertainment biz. It's like, I'm not, it's like, I'm, I'm do or die. <laughs> I'm not, you know, like I can't, I don't know. I don't see myself doing anything else. That's what, well, you're so good at it though, that, that, you know, stay there, <laughs> stay there, continue to do it. Don't get distracted. Don't, you know, we're only one, one thing away from. Exactly. It, it really is just the next, I mean, like. Like all it takes is that one thing. So, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm lucky cause I get to support myself making content and doing things that I love to do. And you, you like, it's hard to actually let go of the dream of like, like, I don't know why I'm like focused on like, I want someone from like Hollywood to like recognize me and validate me when it's like, I don't really need that. I have my own, like, I have my own thing going on. I don't need the validation like, I don't, it's not validating to have like five lines on a show, you know, it's right. like, it's not like, it's fun. It's a fun, like goal to have early on, but you kind of realize like, oh, that doesn't actually fulfill me as a, a creative person. It's, it's making my own stuff and, and making in, and, you know, like writing and creating and doing it all. That's what fulfills me. Well, any way that I can help out, you know, whether it's helping you promote or, you know, just retweet. Wait, but do you live in Vegas? I, I, I go back and forth. I mean, I, I had a house in, in L.A., but it's still there. My ex-wife has it. Okay. But, uh, but I still have, uh, you know, a place to stay in, in L.A. Yeah. So I go back and forth. When I get work, uh, you find me in L.A. Yeah. Uh, when, when if not, then I'm, I'm in Vegas. And it works out pretty good for, you know, for tax reasons and things like that. There are no state personal state taxes here which well i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you an episode of like this of that that we would like love you to be on and you can you can decide if you want to be on it does it involve nudity no no it does not actually it's like then maybe not then okay (laughs) wait a second where are those people coming from (laughs) <laughs> we have if you look down you'll see the people in the audience and and you know what folks thank you guys give yourselves a round of applause give clayton a round of applause thank you guys so much for for, for being here 
And spending- I'm sorry, like I always feel bad being on comedy podcasts because I'm not funny on podcasts. I'm very serious. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, but I, I, yeah, it's comedic and I have a lot of comedian friends, but I enjoy this. I think this is better where, where we're not just trying to, trying to be funny, you know? Right, right. It'll come. The, the comedic content will probably come because we're both hilarious people, but it's, it's, <laughs> It's about the interview, you know? Okay, so if anyone wants to follow me, follow me on Instagram at Clayton Ferris, where I post funny shit. Pardon my Also, pride. you can just click on the little fortune cookie right below us, and I put the link to Clayton Ferris's Instagram. Oh, cool. Uh, and so you can, folks, just please click on that and follow Clayton. And then also, are you on TikTok as well? Are you doing... I am on TikTok. It's, Cl- it's Clayton Ferris forever is my handle. Of course it is. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just, I usually post like most of my, I like Instagram is my main, my main content. <laughs> Instagram is my main. And then TikTok is my, why is that funny? And then TikTok is my uh, secondary. So follow me on Instagram. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but now I'm laughing. So yeah, yeah. Round of applause, <laughs> round of applause. Um, and uh, any special messages? I, I mean, we're in the middle of pride month. I don't know if this is something you feel comfortable discussing, but, but I, I've, I've, this month I did want to, you know, celebrate uh, pride and all that that entails. So if there's anything, you, you know, also if you have any final thoughts or, or. Um, yeah. I mean, so in the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, I fall, I do, <laughs> I do fall into the B, the, the B spectrum. Um, but could you it's be more specific. I can, I'm bisexual and ha, you know, have been my whole life. And it's interesting because I do have a girlfriend right now. And whenever you have, whenever you're bi, but you have like a partner of the opposite sex, it kind of like feels like you are, your, your queer identity gets erased a little bit. But I think that it's important to, uh, just honor yourself and know that like you are who you are and, uh, you don't need to negate that side of yourself. Be proud of who you are, no matter what your orientation is. And uh, June is a month to remind us that, but like, it's important year round. So don't, you know, don't let the man hold you down. Well, unless you're involved with a man, then. <laughs> then, then you might want to get choked by that man. So <laughs> enjoy it. And also enjoy that. As long as it's safe. As long least. as it's safe and consensual. And cons- oh, right, I for- almost forgot about that part. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. And, you know, I feel like sometimes people need, need to hear that, especially younger people. And I hope that it's getting easier for people, but it's, it can never be easy, I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe even especially growing up in Texas. I don't know, you know, if your parents were supportive or if that, you know. Oh, yeah, my parents are very supportive. But, you know, like I, I got, look, I started doing theater when I was a, a young lad and was never that interested in like sports or like I did wasn't like the traditional whatever so I had the privilege of like being picked on and called names every day but I think that like that I mean I hate to be like it was okay because it made me who I am but like it, it really made me resilient and made me realize that um you know like people are always dealing with their own shit it's never about you if someone picks on you or makes fun of you or doesn't like you for who you are. It's not about you. It's about them. So like just remembering that 
kind of just frees you up to like live, live the life the way that you want to. And I mean, Texas can be rough. Dallas in Dallas is a big city. It's so, you know, but it's still, it's full of a lot of people, especially when I was growing up that, that weren't allowed a lot of self-expression that deviated from, you know, that certain type of person. So anyone that like deviated from that or was different than that type of person was like an assault to people because they were like, Oh my God, why does this person get to be more expressive or like louder or like, like what they like and not what everyone else does. And that can be scary to people. And, but it's just like, fuck those people. You got to just be who you are. Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't mean to get so deep. Now I'm, you know, reliving my childhood and I'm depressed. I'm just kidding. Did I not tell you this was a comedic podcast, Clayton? What's going on? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what's easier? It's probably neither, but dating men or dating women? And I don't know if that's a silly question, but. I mean, I, I would just, it, I don't think it's, I'm not good at dating anyone. So it's like, none of them, none of them are good or easier for me. I think that, I don't know. That's a tough question. Okay. Actually, I mean, I would say it's easier to have sex with women because the anatomy is a little more like, like makes. <laughs> I'm going to start using that as, as a sales pitch. Like, listen, it's just easier to have sex with you. Come on, let me. <laughs> like in terms of just like, it's easier the way it works. It's physically easier to have sex with women. But I mean, look, they're both fun. And I go, I say, go, I say, live your, live your life. Wonderful. Well, Clayton, <laughs> Clayton uh, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see. Give it a shot. <laughs> it's pride month. Go for it. Live it's your life. June. Uh, yes. As long as it's in June, that's okay. Uh, wonderful, Clayton. Thank you so, so much. And I hope uh, I didn't mean at, at all. I uh, hope none of the questions were offensive, especially at the end there. No, uh, not at all. It, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I guess, uh, curious, you know, about yeah, everything. I don't, I don't more care. Importantly, I want people to learn about it and, and feel comfortable. And, and yeah, uh, people need to talk about it more. Like, espe- I, there's tons of bisexual people out there that, d- that like never talk about it. And it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, it's just, it's like very, I, I think most people are bisexual. It's like, it doesn't hurt you to talk about it. Definitely doesn't hurt me. It actually makes me feel better to talk about it. So I appreciate the conversation. You got it, my friend. And I'm, I'm so glad to have met you. And, and you too. Face to face. And I sincerely hope that we do get to work together uh, in the future. Is there anything else, uh, any final thoughts, but also uh, besides following you on Instagram and on social media, is there any projects that we can look forward to besides also? I mean, there's Tammy Bangs. There's my Instagram, but I I'm on that show. There's a new show coming out on HBO called the Gordita Chronicles. I wanted and, to ask you about that. So yeah. Done yet. Okay. So, so I, I have a role in that series, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's in the finale episode. So that that's coming out um, pretty soon. Actually, I think it's coming out the end of the month. Well, I'm not going to watch it because I auditioned and I didn't get it. So you did I did audition, but I didn't get it. Uh, but I will support, of course. I will watch. Did you go to Puerto Rico for that? I did go to Puerto Rico. It was so cool. I loved it. I mean, I it was one of my favorite jobs. I had never been to Puerto Rico. Neither have I. And that was p- the main reason. I was like, I got to get this because I really I, – I can't even remember what the part was. 
Um, and I was like, oh, I really want to go to Puerto Rico for this. Yeah, it was fun. And so I play, my character's name is Dick Summers, and he's a, um, maybe this, maybe you auditioned for it. He's like a, like the host of like a beauty pageant type of thing. Yeah. Doesn't but sound familiar, but. There's so many jobs out there that are like, this shoots, you know, in Cabo San Lucas or whatever. And you're like, God, that would be amazing to shoot. And it was because on top of like just being in Puerto Rico and like being with the team that were amazing, like, you know, as a SAG actor, when you fly across the country for those jobs, they have to fly you first class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was like, it was like just across the board was a dream come true. I was right by the beach. I, I mean, I loved it. I would go back anytime. Puerto Rico is amazing. Amazing. Oh, and that, that was, uh, that was the main reason, of course, obviously to do good work, but I was like, Ooh, I'd love to go to Puerto Rico. And I don't know if it was that show or a different show, but uh, I feel like they filmed it using Puerto Rican actors, but they're supposed to be Mexican American actors. And they had to reshoot a lot of stuff because people were like, no, and I, maybe it was a different show. I don't know if it was that show. Because I, I feel like that show w- would have been pretty, um, like the creators of that probably would have been very, like, confident. You know, like would have uh, they they were considering that from the beginning. Got it. Yeah, I think it was a different show then. But, but I mean, was- the whole crew was Puerto Rican, and it was they were like the coolest like people ever. They would dance in between like takes. Like whenever the ta- whenever they were like doing camera setups or moving equipment, like they would turn on this like m- music, and everyone was just like, "Yeah!" And it, I was like, "This is so fun." That's the most Puerto Rican thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and of course they did that in between takes, like like baila, baila, baila. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it was so cool. I was like, uh, "It's everyone's so uptight in America or in the U.S. Yes, mainland because Puerto Rico is, um, but like." You know, I was like, it's, it's, it was just cool. Island vibes. I love that. Island vibe, man. The Caribbean. I've, I've been to Cuba, which I know it's not Puerto Rico or the BR, but it's that kind of, I think that same vibe, you know, the, from the Spanish and whatnot. I mean, just people kind of enjoyed, everyone was in a good mood. Everyone just like, was like having fun, was happy to be there. The food on set was like incredible. The catering was like, it was like steaks and potatoes and like chicken. It was like, it was just great across the board. I loved it. Damn. Now, now I'm really upset. I didn't get it. <laughs> we would have met there. So that's, that's uh, uh, Clayton. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Time. And, and uh, I, I wish you the best of luck and the best of success. And, and you're going to have continued success because you're so talented and, and everything. And I can't sincerely, I can't wait to hopefully work together with you. And, uh, and any final thoughts? And if, if not, then uh, we can say our goodbyes. Just thanks for having me. And yeah, you're, uh, you're so funny. And I'm sure we'll work together on something soon. You got it, my friend. All right. Well, folks, that has been Paul Vato Presents. And my guest, of course, was Clayton Ferris, actor, writer, social media influencer, brilliant improviser. So folks, please make sure you follow him. And Clayton, once again, thank you so much. And- of course. Continued success, my friend. All right. I'm going to go put on pants. Bye. As am I. (laughs) Round of applause, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do we in this hombre hold another bottle? Look a little closer, cigar in Moscato, an actor in improv coming from Chicago. Alto, big wave of Paul Vato.